What is up? And welcome in. Welcome to the Post Loons live stream. Big thanks to everybody tuning in despite the lack of audio. Really appreciate it. Now we shouldn't have any issues as we roll on here. If you would like to leave a question or comment in the chat, as Dan and Blah did, letting me know that they can hear anything, that would be great. If you would like to leave a question or comment involving the match, that would be even better. So if you want to drop your thoughts, your questions, your comments on Minnesota United's huge, humongous, enormous, massive two to one win over Austin. Drop those in the chat right now if you're watching over on our YouTube channel. Um, that would be great. We'd love to respond to those as we get rolling here. Again, if you're watching on Twitter and you just want to chill, you just want to enjoy the stream, that's fine too. But if you do want to get involved in the conversation, you're going to have to go from Twitter to our YouTube channel. Uh, just go to YouTube.com, search Post Loon, search Soda Soccer, and you'll be right there ready to roll, and uh, you'll be able to get involved in the conversation. So leave those questions and comments as we get rolling here, and give us a thumbs up if you could. Tap that bell to be notified whenever we drop a new video, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not already. But yes, a huge 2-1 to win from Minnesota United over Austin FC in front of nearly 20,000 in attendance, and that is where I'm going to kick off my three things atmosphere this was easily and i shouldn't say easily because i think that sort of downplays the atmosphere that allianz field has had pretty much throughout its existence since 2019 uh, home games consistently have a great atmosphere but tonight was one of if not the most important regular season match for minnesota united in their history and it's it sounded like it with the way the crowd was reacting to everything and getting into the match I was outside of the press box. I actually have a little seating area in front of the press box here at Allianz. And I went outside uh, for stoppage time. And I just stood there and I took it all in. And you could barely hear yourself think. It was that loud. I think the loudest I have ever heard, actually easily the loudest I have ever heard Allianz field. It was amazing. Just an incredible atmosphere. The fans were were there. They were boisterous. They were vocal. They were they were they were everything they needed to be. They brought everything they needed to bring to help propel Minnesota United to the win. So huge kudos to the fans, to the tw nearly twenty thousand at Allianz, and to everybody who brought that atmosphere. Uh, really, really um, incredible win, but also just an incredible night at Allianz Field. My second thing is Franco freaking Fragapane. My goodness, this guy is, uh, if it weren't for Mano Reynoso, this guy would be the most informed player on Minnesota United's team, hands down. He is, he, tonight was just sort of encapsulated everything he brings to this team. He brings hustle. He brings consistent running. He brings you know, both defensive and attacking impact. He does everything he has to do to make as big of an impact for this team as humanly possible. And you see that on the goal. Pressing high into the box, making things happen, making life absolutely miserable for Austin's defenders. And uh, we see the turnover given up, an easy goal for Fragapane, but that was an all-effort play to, you know, make make life miserable and uh, and get that turnover. So, And that's just a, a little little small segment of what he brought to this game overall. Um, I thought Fragapane, you know, he's been great. I mean, five straight with a goal or an assist for Franco. Uh, and, and well-deserved goal tonight. Really, really good. Uh, and my third thing, it, it seems pretty simple. It seems pretty, I don't know, cliche, but this is a statement for Minnesota. This is, a, this is maybe one of the most important and impactful weeks of results 
in Minnesota United's history as an MLS team. You go on the road in Nashville, you get a win. You come home against a second-place team in your conference, and you get a win. Looking at the schedule, looking at this week, four points was probably the goal. Right? Nash at Nashville, home versus Austin. If you can win one, draw one, doesn't matter how you get it, you'd be happy. But to go win-win in that two-match stretch, uh, it, it says a lot about how this Minnesota, I think about how this Minnesota United team, excuse me, is different than past Minnesota United teams. They have the roster in place uh, and they have everything in place to get that consistency that has been lacking in years past for Minnesota. How many times have we seen Minnesota go on short bursts, short stretches of really impressive performances in years past? And that has been enough to propel them to the playoffs in years past. Those short little bursts and stretches of, of solid form. But those would immediately be follow up, followed up with a, a really bad run of form. A few losses in a row, right? How extended this period has been of quality results for Minnesota? I believe seven or seven... I'm not exactly sure the win draw loss over the, over the last you know 10 or 11 matches, but it's very, very positive. And it's, it's one of, if not the best stretch Minnesota United has, as it has endured, or I shouldn't even say has endured as, has gone through as a, as a MLS team. So um, that consistency is there. The, the consistency to put in a quality performance and get a quality result over an extended period of time is finally there with this Minnesota team. And this is uh the, tonight was just, just, really a showcase of that more than anything. Those are my three things. And we have a lot of comments in the chat. So let's go ahead and start. Blah. Kicking things off says the last five of that made my heart leap into my throat. Yeah, but you, you will live for those moments as a fan, right? How grateful does it, does it feel? How good does it feel to support a club that is able to give you those moments to play in those important matches and have those important moments that make your stomach leap into your face, right? That is that is what you live for as a fan. There are plenty of supporters of so many other clubs in MLS that would kill to have that moment, kill to have a match that gives you that kind of feeling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's stressful and maybe it gives you a few gray hairs, but man, those are the moments, and, and especially to come out of those on the positive end and come out with a result and have that relief and just moment of elation after after all that, that is that is why you're a fan. That is what makes fandom the absolute stressor and sometimes how terrible it can be being a sports fan and the impact it can have in so many other aspects of your life. But moments like tonight, those high-pressure matches, high-pressure important situations that make you so incredibly nervous, and then you get the payoff at the end. That's what being a sports fan is all about. And that, I think, is what made uh, tonight very, very awesome and unique for Minnesota United. Uh, Dan says, I'm still stunned that he subs. He made many, and they were effective. Yeah, look, you're, you're, you're holding down a lead, and you make the subs you need to make. You put on Rosales and Trap to shore up the defensive midfield, put fresh legs in the defensive midfield down the stretch. Um, uh, and that sort of it, it kind of moved Robin Lud to like a left wing position which I made a joke about on Twitter that Robin's back on the left uh but he played a more defensive role in that left you know that left winger position over the final stretch if you will too um yeah I thought there were smart subs I thought there were good subs for the time and then he switched to a, a defensive minded formation and you see what happens when you have fresh legs down the stretch versus tired legs it's it's much easier to see out a match I'm not gonna say it's easy 
but it's uh, it's much more likely that you're going to see out that result if you got fresh legs on the field and quality fresh legs. And I think that goes to something Adrian Heath said maybe last year, where and maybe it was in the offseason when he was reflecting on last season, but he made a quote that basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here, he basically said, there were so many points where I would look down the bench and wonder who, who I'm going to put in. And, you know, basically saying that he didn't feel like the team had the necessary depth. Um, obviously, they have that this year. And I see a lot of the comments about depth, uh, which I will get to. But it's all about Heath trusting his depth. If he doesn't trust his depth, he's not going to make many subs. And I know that can really be uh, a pain point and a stress point uh, for Minnesota United fans. And I understand that. But if he doesn't trust his subs, he's not going to put him in the game. So I think this really showed that he trusts his bench. He trusts his depth and uh, being able to utilize it the way he did tonight. Uh, Eric Grady, why did Austin think they could play out the back against the fastest team ever? Uh, yeah, Brad Stuver. Interesting night in goal for Mr. Stuver. Um, a lot of interesting clearances, a lot of uh, holding on to the ball maybe a little bit too long playing it out of the back instead of booting it downfield. Um, maybe the game plan was just to try to keep the ball away from Reynoso. If you boot it down the field, there's a chance that Ray's going to be the one to get to it. Uh, so maybe that was the thinking. But, yeah, I mean, look, the speed that Minnesota United has, it's it's gone up significantly over the last few weeks. So maybe it's something Austin didn't really know about or wasn't ready for either with these new additions being sort of the, the speedy additions, if you will. But obviously, Klangwane and 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 other, there's been there's speed on there's been speed on this team, uh, but they've gone even more on the speed side of things with these new additions as well. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I was a little confused at Austin's game plan as well, but um, is what it is, and obviously worked out in his favor or and and Minnesota United's favor. Uh, Justin Bergman, damn, we have some depth. Yeah, it's really good to see those those guys come in and make. Um, and just make a make a, an impression, make an impact. You know, provide a, provide a positive impact. I think that's important for how Heath is going to use his subs moving forward as well. If he puts guys on the field and they they don't perform, you're probably not going to see them on the field very much, right? So the fact that he trusted his depth and his depth rewarded that trust with a really quality performance, seeing out the win down the stretch, um, I think we might see more of those subs from Adrian Heath and Minnesota United due to that uh, moving forward. Uh, we're going to get into our match moments in just a minute, uh, but I do want to uh, talk about Eric Grady's comment here. He says, the game was a blast. My voice is totally gone. That is what it's all about. Going and cheering on your team, getting a big win, making it all worth it. Um, yeah, tonight was just a really good night for Minnesota United and their fans all around. All right, let's get into uh, – we're going to get into our match moments in just a minute, but before that, let's get into shouting out some of the sponsors that make this all worth it. And sorry, Eric, I'm going to – Put your comment away here. Uh, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. One of the best places you'll ever, if you're a fan of soccer or you play soccer and you're located in or around the Twin Cities, you need to go check out Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. They're located at 801 South Ninth Street in Minneapolis. It's kind of in Northeast Minneapolis, Northeast, Dinkytown, sort of in that general area and uh, or sort of between the two. So it's very centrally located in the Twin Cities. So it's easy to get to no matter where you are, western suburbs, eastern suburbs, north, south, if you're in the metro. Uh, it's a really easy place to get to, but it's also an easy place to just have a great time. If you're into playing soccer, they got pickup action. You can play pickup pretty much every night of the week. It's very affordable. 
um, and you can have a good time and play in, a, in an enclosed environment, play in, a, in an environment where you're not going to have to deal with rain, storms, uh, you know, just absolutely ridiculously warm weather. You know, we're at the point in Minnesota where, you know, they make people make the joke. You don't like the weather. Just wait a couple hours. It'll change. Uh, that's true. So if you want to go to a place where you know you can get some good pickup in and not have to worry about the weather, Night Street Soccer and Coffee is the spot to go. It's also the spot to get some great coffee as well in the coffee shop. So maybe it's before or after your pickup game, you want to enjoy a brew, or maybe you don't play soccer. Maybe you're, maybe you just enjoy the game. Maybe you're like me. You never played a minute of organized, meaningful soccer in your life, but you just enjoy soccer. You enjoy watching soccer, being in a soccer environment. Well, that coffee shop area at Ninth Street is a great place to do that. They have games on all the time, especially with Premier League and, and European soccer going strong now. Pretty much all day, every day, they will have soccer on the TVs there at Ninth Street for you to enjoy. Um, great coffee, but also great beer now as well. Yes, Ninth Street is serving beer uh, from Udapils, Castle Danger, some other local brews available as well. So uh, you want to go enjoy a beer, enjoy some coffee, enjoy some soccer, or play some soccer. No matter what, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee is your place to do all of that. You can also reserve field time for your team, party, or group outing. So just learn more about them or take some action on any of those great things that I just mentioned. NinthStreetMPLS.com. Uh, you can see it spelled out right there, N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com. Uh, and you can stop by and see them, 801 South 9th Street in Minneapolis. Big thanks to our friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee for helping us out on the Post Loons live stream. All right. So any more questions or comments, would love to respond to those as, uh, as you drop them in the chat. I would love to get your thoughts, your takes, as more people are trickling into the stream. Really good viewership for a home game tonight. I know it's tough when there are home matches to get home in time to watch the stream. So I really appreciate all the all the interaction and viewership tonight. So if you haven't left a question or comment yet and you want your voice heard on Post Loons, make sure you drop that in the chat on our YouTube channel while I'm going through some of the moments that made this 2-1 to win. I do want to say, though, you can probably hear it in the background. The Unified game is going on right now at Allianz Field. Uh, and it's halftime of the Unified game right now, actually. Um, and there's a good amount of the Wonder Wall that has stuck around. They moved over to the near side here so the players can hear them. Just a really, really cool uh, cool night overall, but it's capped off by a really um, cool opportunity for a lot of these Unified players as well. So um, that's going on behind me if you hear the uh, the PA announcer and all the all the stuff going on in the stadium here. As I am, uh, for the first time, doing post loons from the Allianz Field Press Box. We've already had a few technical difficulties as we get used to the new environment here. So uh, bear with me. Uh, but we're going to kick things off in the first half. 14th minute, Minnesota earns a free kick just outside the box. Ariaga and Reynoso both standing over the ball. Um, Ariaga has proven he can take these two. So it's not necessarily a foregone conclusion that on a direct free kick, both Ariaga and Ray standing over the ball, that it's going to be Ray that takes it. Uh, Ariaga has proved himself to be a very quality free kick taker this season as well. But it is Ray who tries to curl one around the wall and inside the near post, but it does stay out, ruffling the side netting. But Minnesota held their own. I, I shouldn't even say held their own. I think they really had the better run of play, the whole 90, but really setting the tone in the first half. I, I thought Minnesota had a lot of the better opportunities um, all match long, but specifically kicking things off by, uh, by getting out on that front foot. Uh, 18th minute transition opportunity as Benitez scampers through the midfield, finding Ariaga, or excuse me, Amaria on the right, but the striker shot from a difficult angle finds only the side netting. So you're getting good chances early on over the first 20 minutes, and it pays off in the 24th. 
uh, as Reynoso gets taken down in the box. Um, and that's by Ethan Finley. So even though Ethan Finley not in a Minnesota United uniform anymore, still coming up with the assist there, if you will. Um, it's a late whistle from the ref, too. I mean, the crowd was very, very boisterous after that tackle. And uh, finally, the whistle blows and the penalty is awarded. Uh, Chris Bills from the striker, who's an Austin FC reporter, made the trip up for this one. And we were sort of talking back and forth on whether or not we thought it was a penalty. And it was on the far side of the field from where we're sitting in the press box. It was really tough for me to tell. But my indicator that it was probably a good call was that there really wasn't too much um, too much protest from Austin. Not a lot of hands up. Maybe a few words had with the referee, but not, not being absolutely dumbfounded by the decision. So um, that was the indicator to me that it was a good penalty call. Maybe if you had a better uh, vantage point of it, either in the stadium or watching on TV, you can let me know what you thought, whether or not that was a penalty. But from my very, very terrible vantage point in the press box, um, it looked like no uh, no Austin players were really uh, putting their arms up or, or making too much of a fuss about it. But Ray, as he usually is, silky smooth on the penalty. Stuver guesses right, but the shots play so well. That's three of four from the spot for Ray this year. And the only one he missed, he put away on the rebound directly after. So he's technically scored on all four of his PKs, but three of the four and actually bearing the penalty kick attempt. So um, that's 10 on the year now for Reynoso, too, hitting double digits. He obviously leads the team. So um, just a huge milestone for him. And, you know, when you're on the field with Sebastian Driussi, the MVP front runner, you know, all-star, golden boot leader, um, you sort of want to make your statement. And this, these are the games where Ray really likes to show out and really likes to prove himself. This, these games where there is another quality player that the entire country is talking about uh, that's not you, is on the field with you, those are the games where he has that chip on his shoulder and he likes to show out. And, of course, he does earning the penalty and then burying it in the 24th. Uh, 37th, Loons once again approaching the 18, where Reynoso flicks a pass intended for him on Defragapane. I mean, this just encapsulates the chemistry that these two have, Right. Um, you know, we'll talk about Fragapane's emergence and resurgence in a little bit, but I mean, what is, how much does that do for Ray being able to have Fragapane to play off of and, uh, and, and, and sort of have that interplay with, um, it's been really, really beautiful to see. And it's on full display here, just a little flick pass, uh, to Fragapane on the left. And this is where he's able to really set up a one-timer with the right boot, hits it well, curls it well, but it's just over the bar. Uh, 45th, Loons are in a corner, and it's sent long for Benitez near the top of the box. And he sets this one up, sizes this one up, lets a scorcher of a volley rip, but it's right at Stuver. And the crowd was, oh, after that one. Like, it was, you know, more than a 100-mile-an-hour shot. Had to be. Uh, but unfortunately, right at the Austin keeper. And then 45 plus one, uh, this is where Austin equalizes. They're awarded a PK after DJ Taylor, just unlucky, gets called for a handball in the box. Um, Heath was asked about this in the post-game press conference by Andy Grader, and he he sort of said what what we all think. I think about the handball rule. It's tough to, to determine what's a penalty and what's not because it's it's called so subjectively, right? And he put a, a couple of instances. I guess in the DC United game earlier today, uh, there was a handball called in the box that didn't look intentional, or there was an intentional handball in the box that was not called last night against LA. Um, an unintentional handball that was called a penalty. So um, it, it seems to be very subjective. And I think as fans, we see that. And Adrian Heath obviously echoed that as well. So he said, I don't know, obviously, when you asked about the handball, he's like, basically, I don't know. I don't know what's a handball and what's a penalty these days. Um, 
says he wants to go back to the old days is what he said actually they thought it was an interesting quote um but sebastian jerusi steps up and buries the effort to level things just just before halftime uh in the second half 46 hosts are back on the front foot to start the second half as fragapane gets a close range shot but he's denied by stuver but he would get his moment just 16 minutes later Julio Cascante absolutely gets his pocket picked by Fragapani inside the Austin box. Not only does the Argentine make the interception, but he beats Stuver with a little chip to give Minnesota the lead. Just an all-effort play by Fragapani, and that is, is what he's brought during this last eight or nine-game stretch for Minnesota. His resurgence is directly um, related to the resurgence that Minnesota United has had and their continued ascension up the table and, and this amazing run that they're on. Uh, 71st, newly signed Mender Garcia makes his debut for the Loons, checking in for Fragapane, and uh, the Argentine comes off to a standing ovation well-earned from the capacity crowd of nearly 20,000. And then uh, 79th, two more subs, Rosales for Reynoso, trapped for Amaria. 89th, just, uh, what was it, 18 minutes after coming on? Garcia nearly brings the home crowd to its feet with the goal, but it's saved by the boot of Stuver. Wouldn't have mattered, though, anyway. Uh, a late offside flag comes up uh, as uh, Garcia must have been uh, behind the last defender there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, almost almost a goal. Would have brought the crowd to its feet. Would have been even more disappointing had the ball gone in the back of the net uh, and that offside flag went up. But um, I liked what I saw from Mender Garcia tonight in, uh, in such short time on the on the pitch i think his speed you know adrian Heath talked about it a lot in training over the last couple of weeks when asked about mender garcia and how he feels he can fit into this team says he's very quick might be the fastest guy on this team which that's saying something when you're talking about going up against guys like bongi Hongwane, fragapane um alan benitez um so just more speed for minnesota speed 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 uh and mender brought that tonight i thought he was really really good in his uh you know 20 plus minutes that he got on the pitch but those are the match moments. Feel free to keep dropping those questions in the in the chat. Dan says, uh, we watched from home, and it was not a penalty. Could have gone either way, and no one would complain. All right, Dan. Uh, I, I see your, uh, I see your uh, opinion there. Um, if you want to be like Dan, like any, any of the number of people who have dropped uh, questions or comments, feel free to do that as I go ahead and give our good friends at Pence Homes a shout-out. Let me bring up the banner. There it is. Pence Homes. Nate Pence, one of the many people who was all over Minnesota United Twitter tonight, talking about how much he was loving the 2-1 to one win for Minnesota United. Not only is he a huge supporter of Minnesota United and Minnesota soccer as a whole, but he can help you sell your home for top dollar, get into a new home at an affordable rate. Um, he is one of the better realtors in the St. Paul and Minneapolis area. And, and that's not me saying that. Go to PenceHomes.com and look at some of these reviews. Uh, a ton of five-star reviews for Pence Homes and the work that Nate Pence does. Um, this super down to earth guy. Um, so many people have commented specifically that they just love working with Nate specifically because he doesn't put a lot of pressure on him. He's just very, very chill, goes about his business and does his job and makes everybody feel comfortable in the process. And that's what you want when you're buying or selling or both. It's such a stressful process. You want somebody a, who knows the market and can help you, uh, you know, obviously, you know, maximize your, your earning potential on your new home, but also your selling potential on your, on your old home, but also somebody who's going to, you know, be that guiding hand in the process, not, not add to the stress, not add to the level of anxiety that you have during this, during this time. Nate's job and Nate's goal is to take as much of that, much as that stress off of you as humanly possible. And if you look at those five-star reviews at Nate, at he accomplishes that goal 10 out of 10 times. So, 
If you're in St. Paul or Minneapolis or the surrounding area and you are looking, you are in the market, right? Hit up Nate, hit up Pence Homes, P-E-N-T-Z-Homes.com. You can see it right there, P-E-N-T-Z-Homes.com. Or if you want to skip it, maybe I just sold you. Maybe you listen to Post Loons and you're like, you know what? Nate's my guy. I trust Jeremy. Nate's my guy. Uh, go ahead and email him directly. Nate, N-A-T-E, at PenceHomes.com. Cannot thank our friends at Pence Homes enough for helping us out here on the Post Loons postgame show and Soda Soccer. Mr. Jeldy says, thoughts on limited Jogo minutes. I have no thoughts on the limited Jogo minutes. And that's nothing against Jonathan Gonzalez. But he has been brought in specifically to see out matches over the last 10 minutes or so. And the team has done that, right? But we really haven't seen him get an extended run. So I haven't seen him enough to develop an opinion. When he's on the field, the team has done what they needed to do and see out results. Um, I would love to see him get a start sometime over these next few weeks. I said on on 10,000 pitches earlier this week, and I'm going to say it here again. This is the time to experiment. We talk about consistency and continuity. Yes. And that's been a huge reason why this team is on the run they're on. But you have brought in so many new pieces. Alan Benitez, Jonathan Gonzalez, Mender Garcia. You need to solidify where these guys fit and the role these guys are going to play on your team by the end of September, by you know the end of the season, which we are a little bit over 45 days away from the end of that season. You need to figure out where these guys fit in and how the impact they can have and the role they are going to play in the playoffs before you get to the playoffs. If we get to the first round of the playoffs and we're still wondering where these guys fit in and 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 who's going to play who's going to start who's going to who's going to come off the bench who plays where that's not a positive thing you need to solidify that and so i think over the next few weeks it would be good to see guys like mender garcia jonathan gonzalez get starts get extended minutes and see what they can bring and see what kind of role they can have because you need to know where they're going to be and where they're going to – obviously, a guy like Mender Garcia is more of a long-term signing, but also he's a designated player, for gosh sake. Like, you need to solidify where he's going to be on this team come playoff time. He's proven tonight in what little time he had that he can be a big contributor to this team, but you need to understand exactly where and how he's going to fit in by the time you get to the playoffs. And so – you know, it may draw the ire of some fans to see different starting 11s consistently over the next few weeks, but I think you need to experiment and really determine um, the role that these guys are going to play on your team. But uh, I, nothing but positive from Jogo over the first two matches, but I just I haven't seen enough of him to really develop a very, very strong opinion on the impact that, that he can have on this team. Uh, Dan says, Rosales has to be giving the team a lot to think about at the end of the season about picking up his contract. Talk about quality depth pieces, right? I mean, there's a reason why when we've discussed what the central midfield is going to look like long-term, that Jonathan Gonzalez is is not has been seen as somebody who's only in that discussion, not out of that discussion. To me, to me, Joseph Rosales is not that odd man out. If you would have asked me this two months ago, I may have said Joseph Rosales is the odd man out, but not anymore. He puts in great minutes, great shifts. He's a great guy to turn to in a, in a situations like the last two matches we have seen where this team really is looking to see out matches and solidify wins over the last 10 or 15 minutes. How nice is it to have a guy like Joseph Rosales you can throw in? Not saying he is, he is limited to that role, 
but it's so good to have that guy you can turn to off the bench in any situation, 65th, 70th, 75th, 80th minute, doesn't matter. You throw him in, he's going to be a vital contributor to this team. You need some, you need somebody for a spot start midweek to give, give guys a rest or uh, maybe somebody picks up a knock and could use a game off. How good is a guy like Rosales to go to? You can start him and not think twice about it, right? He is he has put in nothing but positive minutes for this team over this stretch, and uh, I agree. Rosales has been amazing. Um, we've we've picked up a lot of new people watching on both Twitter and YouTube, so I really appreciate it. Um, if you are just tuning in, maybe you're just getting home from the match, maybe you're just settling down after a uh, you know screaming your head off at Allianz for two straight hours. Uh, if you want to comment your thoughts, drop a question in the chat. It won't, you won't have to strain your voice to do so. Just type it with your fingers or, or your, or these fingers. If you're watching, if you're watching on your mobile device, we are live from the Allianz field press box guys. This is our first time doing post loons from Allianz field. Usually I'm in my basement. I'm watching the unified game right now on the field at Allianz as I'm doing this too. So this has been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, let's keep the fun going. Let's keep those questions and comments rolling in and those thoughts on the win. Mr. Jeldy has Lud earned his starting spot at mid going forward. I don't know, Mr. Chelsea. That is that is the million dollar question, and that to me, when talking about experiments, you can talk about where these guys fit. Where these guys fit, Robin Lud is sort of the 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 personification of that argument. Because I mean, he's proven he can play. He can be a quality winger. He's proven he can be a quality false nine. He's proven he can be a quality central midfielder. You have a plethora of central midfielders now. Where Robin Lud fits in will kind of be the catalyst to where everybody else is going to fit in too. I thought he was awesome tonight. I agree with you, Eric. Uh, I thought he was, I thought he was really good tonight. I thought everybody played well. There's not a single person on the field tonight. I could look at and say they had a poor performance. None, none of them. Bongi didn't stand out the way he normally has, but he didn't need to. He played his role. His role tonight was just keep pushing the pace. And keep making life miserable for the midfielder and defender on his side. And I think he did that. Um, yeah, I thought I thought everybody was awesome. I thought DJ Taylor filling in at left back, a, a role that he's really not used to playing on this team. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's played there a couple of other times, but it's not a, a place he's played in a very long time. Um, I thought he was great. Uh, aside from the handball, obviously, which it's 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 a lack of luck more than anything. His his hand was. Well, you wouldn't necessarily call it a natural position. He was in no way trying to bat the ball down with his arm, right? So unlucky there. But I thought he was good at left back, filling in for Kamar Lawrence. That was a question mark coming in, right? Kamar Lawrence has been such an impact player for this team along the left. How who was a who was going to come in to fill in for him? Was it going to be O'Neill Fisher? Was Debassi going to go to the left and Coleman start centrally, or was DJ Taylor going to come over? And uh, it was DJ, and I thought he did awesome. I thought centrally the center backs, Debassi and Boxall, were great. But honestly, the the back line didn't really have to do much tonight, which I thought was weird because Austin was really the the tripping over their own two feet in the attacking third a lot tonight, really squandering a lot of opportunities, shots nowhere near the goal. Um, just they, aside from earning the penalty, they I mean, they didn't score in the run of play, right? And they didn't really threaten much in the run of play. Austin's playing the final third. If you're an Austin's fan, whatever the Austin version of post loons is right now, it's probably absolutely going off on their lack of quality in the final third because it was not there. And so, yes, the back line, you could say they played well, but they didn't really need to do much either because Austin just kept 
kept stubbing their own toe in the uh, in the attacking third, and obviously Minnesota United, uh, you know, made the most of that and took their chances too. Um, guys, this, this has been awesome to do post loons from the Allianz Field press box. If you want to keep dropping those questions or comments, I will keep responding to them. Um, but looking ahead now for Minnesota, you go to or you are home, you're back here at Allianz Field on Saturday against Houston. Um, that is going to be. That, that's another one you can pick up more points and potentially close that gap between yourself and Austin. That's another thing to think about with this one. I didn't necessarily put this in the notes. It's just popped in my head. But you're now closing the gap with Austin. Second place is it's in sight. It wasn't even in sight even before this. You, you needed the win here to sort of put that in your in your dash, if you will, in your dashboard view. And now it is. If you if you continue this run and maybe Austin falls off because Austin has been playing with fire a lot lately and tonight was not an encouraging performance for their fans. Um, you you could close that gap. Maybe 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 you may, maybe you can make a push for second if you're Minnesota. Um, but Houston's another place to get more three more points. I'd say another place um, coming to Allianz Field and playing Houston. They're a team that you can get more points against. Um, and then midweek. You are at RSL, which RSL is right in the thick of the playoff race. They followed up their playoff run last year with a really, really good, uh, solid season so far. But I think Minnesota is a better team than RSL. So if you if you can maybe pick up a win against Dynamo at home, and even even if you draw on the road with RSL, I think that's a positive uh, positive week. And you just keep trying to close that gap. Um, you have those games in hand on Dallas. Uh, who play Nashville tomorrow night. So points per game, you're in third. You may still be a point behind them on, in the table, but you do have two games in hand. So points per game, you're in third. And I, it doesn't look like second is that that far out of the out of the question right now. So you can you can make a push if you're Minnesota, if you keep putting those results together. Guys, this has been a ton of fun. First time, but won't be the last time doing post loons from Allianz Field. Um, I say that, but next weekend, I'm I'm not going to be able to uh, be here. I am going to be at a uh, on a little boat thing. My wife and I have had this uh, you know plan for a long time. So um, taking a little break next weekend, uh, but we will be back uh, Wednesday, back in the basement for the road match against RSL with another edition of Post Loon. So enjoy the win. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Minnesota United faithful. Thank you so much for tuning into Post Loons. I really appreciate it. We will catch you. Maybe we'll have a fill-in for Post Loons next Saturday, but more than likely doing another day after edition of Post Loons on Sunday, and then, of course, doing a live one Wednesday after the match against RSL. So we're taking the week off, then we're back at it next weekend and next week with more Post Loons and more Minnesota United coverage. Make sure you're checking us out at sodasoccer.com for all your Minnesota, Minnesota United and Minnesota soccer coverage. Um, following us on Twitter at Soda SOC. And while you're in the YouTube, if you could give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel while you're here and before you leave, that would be fantastic. It's a two to one win for Minnesota United against Austin. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. And we'll catch you next weekend, either live after the match on Saturday, but more than likely doing a Sunday day after edition of Post Loons. Enjoy your night, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch you later.